Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away from Azatuck anti-slaver gunships to the Xanadu blood. We've got you covered. My name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts of the show here. Joining me today is the skeleton crew of the Outer Rim Beacon, uh, my co-host Josh. What's up? This is uh, this is Josh, one half of the uh, Two Live crew. <laughs> Everybody say, yes. "Hey, we want some grow goo." Yeah, oh, buddy. You didn't know where I was going to go with that. I was had to do hoping little, it was the G-rated yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> um, not not the other one, but yeah, it's uh it's uh the de- the marshal and the deputy today. It's uh just the two of us hanging out running the city apparently. Uh Maggie of the town is not in the town. Kyle She's is not in the town. She's out of town. Kyle's somewhere in the town. I don't know, maybe at the bar somewhere. He's out. He's out. But it's just it's just us today, so we're going to break down uh, everything of Book of Boba Fett episode six, which was a fantastic episode. Um, every like if if that was the tease that Tamara Morrison was giving us early on and said, "Wait till you see episode six. Oh, he was spot on with his his assessment of how crazy that episode was. So I'm hoping he was confused and he met episode seven. Good point. Because I I as soon as that episode was over, I asked myself that question: Is how are they going to top that? What are they going to do? In episode seven to beat that because well, there was I, a lot i have no idea what they're going to do next because i feel like they don't have enough time left to do i feel like are we gonna is it gonna be like the end of attack of the clones where we see the first battle you know like so yeah. this we see the whatever the first thing with the pikes is um but it uh it would be I feel like it would be really odd to have this huge episode and then your finale be less beep, than beep, yeah. 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 Big old cliffhanger, basically. Like, here, we're just gonna tease it and then leave you hanging. So Do you agreed. think we're gonna get like some sort of trailer after? We're we gonna get a Kenobi trailer or an Andor trailer or some sort of tease like we got at the end of Mandalorian? I don't know. I mean, they just announced, wasn't that 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 came out that uh, Obi-Wan is now, what, a May release? Supposedly. Supposedly on Disney Plus, like a May release. So that's right around Celebration. So it seems to me that there could be some. I don't think they'd put it out with the show, though. They haven't done that with the other stuff, right? Like, we didn't. I mean, we got, like, at the end of Mando Season 2, you had... Boba Fett and Fennec and that kind of well, that that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe. I don't know though. That's. I don't know. I really don't know. (laughs) I don't know how they would because it was one thing when Book of Boba Fett kind of tied in with the show. Yeah. Versus Obi Wan, which is a different time period. You know what I mean? I don't know how they would integrate that, but. Obi- yeah. that's the big thing that happens in the next episode is that uh, Luke communes with Force Ghost Obi Wan, and that's how they t- <laughs> that's how they tie it into the a, to the next show. 
flashback and all of a sudden now we're back into the obi-wan era with uh, him hiding out on tatooine yeah maybe that could work uh we do um we do have uh, a couple things and a couple things to talk about um first and foremost uh friday night if you guys were with us on the live stream on friday night we had a very special guest kyle katarn um youtube youtuber on star wars twitter all of the social medias you can find him at kyle katarn um great great guest friday night so fun to talk to him lots of good star wars knowledge and good takes on star wars um and a good follow so go look him up on social media good good follow and you can join us this friday night we got this is our last one basically because the 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 last episode drops on wednesday so um, our last live stream is this Friday, 8.30, um, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find us on any one of those three. We'd love to have you. Come join the show, talk, you know, ask questions, pose theories, talk about pop culture, whatever you want to do. That's what we're here for. We want to we hear from you guys, the listeners, so feel free to do that. You can catch all of our, our podcasts anywhere you find podcasts. You can also catch all of the previous live streams on YouTube as well. Um, so if you want to go back and watch some of the the antics that we and the shenanigans that we had, uh, you can go pull those up on YouTube and catch up and join in on the fun. But uh, we'd love to have you. So bring a friend, bring new people. We'd love to have new people. So uh, we do have something that we talk about every week, though, here on the show. Got a little thing called um, Star Wars Celebration coming up. I don't know if anybody out there has heard of it before. Um, it's kind of a big deal in the Star Wars world. Wouldn't surprise me if you hadn't heard of it this year. (laughs) It's been very quiet. Not a lot of news. I saw they extended the due date, I think, for people to submit submissions for, what is it, panels or vendor tables or something like that. They extended it by another week or so. So that tells me... Either nobody got like I think people are just very is it happening or is it not happening? And the more that they play this game of well, we're not gonna tell you whether it's happening or not, the more people are backing away from it and saying, Well, I'm not gonna commit my time to it if it's not happening, right? Schrodinger's uh celebration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh I'm hoping it still goes. I want it to go. Um I will be there. Um I was on the Friday night live stream for Order 66 Toys. Um actually bought myself a Serapis figure uh from Clone Wars, which I did not have. It's one that I've wanted for a while. Um I bought that from them on Friday night and they had mentioned that they would be there this year. They are going to um Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, California, so Order 66 Toys will be there. So um, there's lots of stuff when they get it in the store, uh, it's not going to end up on those live stream sales anymore. They're going to keep it back and bring it to celebration with them to sell there. So, but yeah, they said they would be there. So I'm assuming they filled out their vendor form <laughs> and submitted it where everybody else is kind of dragging their feet. So did, did we say where we are in the countdown? 15. Oh, you're right. 15 weeks. Yep. 15 weeks i decided to stress people out more i'm gonna start telling everyone how many days are left too (laughs) so from time of recording we have a hundred and nine days which actually is kind of a good thing uh it helps me not stress as much because um i was looking at 
what they did with New York Comic Con and when they started announcing stuff for that. And it was somewhere around like 92 days was when they first started announcing guests and stuff. So we're not like within that range yet. We're almost there, but we're not. Okay. Not quite. The, uh, and that's good. That'll, that'll be a good measuring stick then to see, Hey, if you start getting guest announcements at like 90 some days out, now you're, you're pretty sure it's on. Yeah. Right. If you're not getting anything past that 90 mark, then might be a little concerning. So we'll see. A um, little bit of news this week, uh, Disney's Starliner guests. So if you've booked your Disney Star Cruiser vacation to the super expensive hotel, you can now you now have the option to buy apparel through Shop Disney before you go on your trip. Uh, there's various outfits. There's like a Bail Organa senatorial guard garment. There is a uh, actually beautiful uh, Padme Amidala, the hooded cloak that she wears on Tatooine um, when she's there with Anakin. Uh, there's a couple different outfits for adults and kids alike. They range in price from $70 to $170 or so. The catch is you have to have a reservation when purchasing. Disney Shop Disney will not let you purchase unless you are actually going to the the thing so well that's so fun um, yeah yeah the they look pretty cool i'll give them credit they they did a nice job with it but yeah you can't buy it unless you're going on the trip so or unless you know somebody going on the trip that can purchase it for you <laughs> i i'd need four of those sweaters <laughs> actually disney was smart and they said limit one per guest mm. so if you get one item or like if your buddy's getting something right and it's not the one that you want, then you should be okay. But if he's getting the one that you want, he can only get one. They they did it smart. They they limited. So So for um, the parks they'll do stuff to keep scalpers out, but for anything else, they're like no one else gets anything good because <laughs> we don't <laughs> yeah. care. I tell you I don't know. Did you see the stuff on the figment popcorn buckets that they were selling at Epcot during no. the the food oh, and wine the, the festival dragon, that the dragon ones or whatever they were. Yeah. Figments, the little purple dragon yeah. at Epcot. Um, people were waiting in line for like two hours, three hours to get a dang popcorn bucket. And I'm like, you're going to use it one time and that's going to sit on a shelf and do nothing. I'm like it's popcorn bucket, but Hey, on everybody's got their own thing. That's, that's cool. I get it. It's cool. It's cool. Um, I'm, I'm an action figure guy. So for me, I get it. It sits on a shelf. Oh, same thing, I guess. Um, speaking of action figures, we did get today a little bit of news on Hasbro's some figures up for pre-order uh, available on 2-8 at 1 p.m., I believe, from most retailers. These are not exclusive, so you can get them on Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, Target, whatever your jam is as far as your purchaser goes. The Black Series Dark Trooper will be available. He is $33.99 and looks amazing. And for vintage the, collection? No, Black Series. Oh. That's why he's so pricey. Uh, and then the vintage collection one is the Dinjarin on Morak. So that's him in the, the what is it, the speeder tank driver outfit when he was with Migs Mayfeld. Yeah. And that one is $14.99. So those two are available for pre-order tomorrow. They were supposed to also do... 
Um, I believe the Boba Fett on Tython as well. Um, I don't know if that's still a go for tomorrow or not, but um, that's available as well at some point this week. I think it was supposed to be 2-1 and they ended up bumping it back to 2-8. So so be on the lookout for those this week. Um, Again, Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, Target, uh, I don't know if they're on Amazon. Anywhere you normally buy your figures, you can probably find those guys. Uh, There have been some very interesting pictures floating around the social webs lately of Wave 32 of the Black Series figures hitting shelves that aren't even up for pre-order yet, which was very interesting. Um, There was a picture taken with uh, Omega, Ahsoka, and Echo from Bad Batch on somebody's car seat. And then somebody actually, I think, took another picture of them actually in the store. Uh, The Wave 32 also includes the Client and the Death Watch Mando in that wave. Um, So I guess be on the lookout for those in stores. I don't know. They might be there, um, but we don't even have a pre-order for them yet. So I don't know. Going to Target tomorrow. I know, right? Like, I can never get that lucky and... I think the one time I did find a figure that was on the shelf before the release date, I got it up there and tried to do it, and they said no. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess you got to know somebody. Do you think you'd well, know somebody? You know, I tried to do it. I did it the honest way, and I went up and I scanned them. I could have easily grabbed the clearance Chewbacca that was sitting there, brought it up to the register, scanned that, and then put the one in the cart. But I didn't. So yeah, that's what I get for being the nice guy. Yeah. But hey, I, I ended up getting the figure anyway. But I do. I do have it. one thing to say about uh, toys. And that is that I've had a million. Th- I've just everything's been like kind of delayed. It seems like with my pile of loot from Big Bad Toy Store. And now all of a sudden I have this overwhelming cascade of things Ooh. coming in. In Ooh. about three weeks, I have. I think at present I have like 10 things coming uh, 10, 10 things that are ready with the newest one or the oldest one being needed mm-hmm. to be bought or needed to be shipped in three weeks. So I will ship all the stuff obviously at that time, but like two star Wars busts, Ninja turtle figures, some Funko pops, several black series figures. I'm just like, you guys are killing me that these are all coming into my loot at the same time. And who knows? I have three more weeks for a ton of other stuff to come through. And it's, it's just, it's a wild time. That's crazy. Uh, mine is about 50, 50. I think I have like half my pre-orders in the pile of loot and the other half are just sitting there. So, but, uh, I am probably, due to ship it out the rex bust from gentle giant is in there and i really want to get my hands on that one and take a look at it so yeah um i I will probably go ahead and push that through i know i have one asked to be shipped i think by the end of this month so i really want to get that one out but um yeah so get out there check your local targets um i haven't seen anything at the local targets or walmarts or anything when i'm out other than lando everywhere in both vintage collection and black series so um you know and it, and it and i get it boba is is so hot right now but at the same time 
like how many Boba Fett figures are we pumping out there that all kind of look the same? The Tython one versus the rearmored at the end of Mando versus Boba Fett on the throne. It's the same one. Like they keep pumping out kind of the same figure with this just a different name on it because they're all from the shows. So yeah. Um, diversity in Star Wars figures is great. I would love to see more diversity in Star Wars figures. Um, we actually got a, we, it's funny because I think we were talking about the, um, and I don't even know what the alien species is. The little, um, Weasley character in the background yeah. of Mando, uh, or of a uh, back background of Boba Fett wearing the, the gold bikini thing. Yeah. The name and of the character is Hask. We found Hask. that out today. Yeah. From the actress who played Hask. Yeah, uh, she sent us a message um, and basically was like, this is great. And we were like, that's a character. Like, can we not get that figure made in vintage collection? Because that's a figure I would buy. So uh, Hasbro, if you're eavesdropping on our podcast, like we know you are, make the Hask figure so that we have new alien characters to add to our, you know, play sets and different scenery from Book of Boba Fett. That'd be great. Or on your shelf in the box. (laughs) Look here, Josh. (laughs) Yes, it would be on my shelf in the box. But yes, Um, I still get to look at it. I still get. See, I'm a fan of the artwork of the cards, probably more so than the figures and the photos. Yeah. Some are really, really good and some are are not great. Um, You know, uh, just the way that the 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 bat, whatever's in the background, the way that the character is positioned in the forefront. To me, the art on the card is what makes the figure for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, because um, I've seen some terrible figures with great cards and vice versa. Great figures with terrible cards. So anyway, well, we got a lot to talk about here on for Book of Boba Fett um, or hey, look, everyone, it's Mando or it's Mando, one of the two. Um, we've had two Mando-centric episodes here, but this one, episode six, Book of Boba Fett, is called From the Desert Comes a Stranger. It Writer was John Favreau. Director on this one was Dave Filoni. Um, and I, I, I'm going to preface this with, you can definitely start to see a difference in directing style from Dave, from what we saw from some previous stuff. And this is a little bit different um, for him. Uh, so it's good. It's good different. Like I like, you know, we, we talked about this on Friday night, right? We learn by listening to other people and taking in their their thoughts on things. And we watch how they teach and do their stuff. And, and I think Dave's really kind of done a, a great job of that uh, in this episode. Uh, our ca- Our cast, which was quite large, for this, uh, Pedro Pascal is back as Din Djarin. We open with Timothy Oliphant as Cobb Vanth. Um, we had the awesome Rosario Dawson back as Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Tamara Morrison was in this briefly as, as Boba Fett made a cameo. No lines. Just <laughs> no line. He just looked and nodded, and that was it. Um, Ming was back as Fennec Shand. She had a ton of lines in this. She almost seems like she's running the thing now. Um, David Pesquisi was back as Mokshay's Major Domo. Corey Burton um, and Dorian uh, Kingy were uh, were in this. And and Corey Burton, if you don't know, voices Cad Bane. 
um, who pops up at the end of this episode. Um, there is a physical person though in that outfit that does the character acting. Um, and, and we talked a little bit about that on Friday night. We wanted to make sure we gave credit where credit was due to the actor playing in the costume and in the suit. And that's Dorian Kingy, um, who plays Cat Bane. Jennifer Beals was back. Garza Fwip. Uh, if, if, please go back and watch the Friday night live stream because Josh put together a great montage of Garza Fwip uh, in remembrance. Maybe. R.I.P. I hope not. but <laughs> I hope not. But maybe. Um, and then uh, JJ Dashnaw was the deputy, uh, played Deputy Scott in this. Yeah, he was kind of a little punk. He was more punk than the the speeder bike kids that were, uh, in my opinion. Um, and then Max Lloyd Jones, uh, who we've talked about in the previous episodes, is the person behind the Luke Skywalker uh, body acting in this, um, who had his own character last week. Um, and is is back again in this week as Lloyd, as Luke's Lloyd Skywalker. Yes, Lloyd Skywalker. It's Luke's Luke's cousin, um, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. And then um, Brendan Wayne and obviously Latif Crowder in Din's costume for the actual character acting. So huge cast in this episode. Lots of people. We go to various different scenes, but the majority of it is with uh, Cobb Vanth and with Din. Or with uh, Cobb, Din, Luke, and Ahsoka for the majority of this episode. But to take us through this, uh, Josh is going to give us a synopsis. I almost said Kyle, but I, Kyle's not here. I did. I I was going to say I noticed that. Uh, 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 and s- since <laughs> since you brought him up, uh, I just want to say, Kyle, I'm a little bit mad that you're missing an episode that a synopsis needs to be read because you are so much better at this than I am. But <laughs> That's okay. We're gonna we're, we're gonna struggle through it, and uh, you know Justin will pick up the pieces if I drop something. We we got some good audio for you guys <laughs> this week, obviously. All right, so the episode opens up. Uh, we see some moisture evaporators, and we get it like a, a pan down, uh, and we see some, a little bit of a Pike drug deal going on. Or I I guess I assume because we know that they're drug dealers. We see a Camtono. We see a another chest. But then this, the marshal of Moss Pelgo, Cobb Vanth, shows up and he says, hey, uh, you guys seem like you might be lost. <laughs> it's all there. We'll leave the specs and take the credits back to Moss The rest will follow. Do you know where you are, gentlemen? Think it through. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, being you're not from around here, and say you figured you're in the middle of nowhere. But everything out there, to everything out there, is the most Pelgo territories. And these stripes indicate I'm the marshal of said territories. Now, I don't know what arrangements you have with the authorities in Mos Espa, and let's be honest, in Mos Eisley anything goes, but out here, I'm the one tells folks what to do. I didn't see what's in that chest. And consequently, no laws have been broken, far as I'm concerned. If you gentlemen load up your wares and head back to where you came, we can chalk this one up to you guys reading the map wrong. Think it through. I had to include the the blaster bolts. So fast. Taking out 
three out of the four and leaving one purposefully. Yep. Um, and, and just, uh, in some of these, I did cut some of the long, longer pauses out. So if it seems like it goes from one dialogue to the other, it kind of does. Cause I, no, that's fine. Cause time. you just saved me from reading a whole ton of stuff. <laughs> I was like, cool. This is just telling everything I was going to tell. So, um, so then, you know, he tells that last pike, uh, take your credits back to your boss and, um, leave the spice yeah. here. And, you know, the very snarkily says, the pike says to him, you know, that that's more than, what does he say? It's more than you make it's in a year. worth more than your town. It's worth more than your town. That's right. And he said, <laughs> Cobb says, well, maybe I'll retire. Yeah. Um, and then so the, the pike gets out of here and uh, he he leaves the bodies of his, his friends. And, uh, you know, there's no honor among thieves, apparently. Mm-mm, and no. um, and then and then Cobb just kicks the... The, the chest of spice over very uh some getting getting some dune feelings here and uh as the spice is floating away we transition into mando uh you know riding his new n1 uh through the atmosphere of a lush mountainous green planet and just like the moisture evaporators we get a really cool pan down on an antenna and Da, 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 da. It's R two D two. Um, so we know where this is going because where there is R two, there is Luke. Um, and obviously, Din knows this as well. He get he hops out of the N one. He says, "Hello, friend," because he likes droids now. <laughs> and um, you know, he says, "Hey, I'm here to see Luke, and I want to see, I want to see the baby." Uh, he want you know he's here to see Grogu. Mm-hmm. Um, so R2 leads him off through the forest. We see these cool uh, ant droids. I wasn't really sure what was going on with those at first. And it's very interesting to me. Oh, so let me say this first. They're they're building these like ancient-looking huts that are very similar to what we saw um, on Octo. And it's mm-hmm. interesting to me that you have an army of droids building this like stone old time like ancient style building like modern technology seems odd to to me i mean kind of like the pyramids how they were built by aliens yeah exactly really advanced technology and (laughs) i'm just kidding yeah so we see that r2 rolls up he says he communicates with one of the androids for a second and then he shuts down and din's like what the heck uh, he gets frustrated. He tries to talk to the androids too, and then he's like, "Is anyone alive?" And they build him a little, uh, a little bench, um, to to sleep on. Apparently, I love how he asked that too. He's like, "Is that a bench?" Yeah. <laughs> like, are you building me a bench? Yeah. Like, you just, you pop just want a, me to sit. Pop a yeah. squat, sir. Yeah. All right. So then we go to, uh, Luke and Grogu sitting in a marsh. And they're meditating. Uh, well, Luke's meditating. Grogu is just uh, He's <laughs> distracted by a frog, and he grabs, he levitates the frog in the forest, and and then uh, gets a little reprimand from Luke. And Luke lifts his hand, puts his hand out, and lifts all the frogs. I thought that was a great visual. Yeah, um, it's kind of like the Grogu version of uh, Yoda lifting the. X-wing mm-hmm. out of the swamp. Um, so yeah, 
Let me see here. I got lost. <laughs> no, you're uh, good. Like, okay. Grogu was trying to pull that frog out, and he was working so hard just to get one frog yeah. up in front of him, and he gets distracted, and it falls, and then Luke just kind of you know, zones in and lifts all of them. And Grogu's like, holy crap, dude. Like, look, I could have had all these frogs. Look what you could do if you follow me. Right. Like, it's it's not about how hard you concentrate or, or that. You need to just be in tune with the force and you can do a ton of different things. It's so. not a, about how hard you, you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving <laughs> forward. Sorry, it just it popped into Rocky. my head. It popped into my head when you said that. I was like, oh, wait. It's He's about a, how hard you can get hit and keep going. Balboa is always somewhere in my brain. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. He's, he, he has permanent residence with Star Wars in my brain. So, yeah. um, and then, so then they, uh, they walk through the bamboo forest together. And uh, Luke very racistly says, oh, you remind me of this other guy, uh, my <laughs> master Yoda. And it's funny, and I think Kyle point, pointed this out on the, on the live stream. He doesn't say like, um, you know, you remind me of Yoda because you're the only other being of Yoda species I've ever seen, or most people have ever seen. Um, but that oh, he's you're small, like he he was small, and you're yeah. small. Um, yeah. you know, but then he says that uh, he ha- you know the forces are still really strong in him, even though he was small, and that you know Yoda teaches that size matters not, and um, and then he says you know Yoda spoke in riddles. And he asked him, does anyone uh, speak in riddles like that? Um, mm-hmm. Where you're from. Where you're from. At, or, or, or from, or from, from home. home. Yeah. And I just realized you had an audio clip. So yeah. go ahead. No, here's yeah. what here's what that conversation sounds like. And a lot of people, I think, uh, were kind of knocking the dialogue, I think, that they, or the voice CG Yeah, once they realized they that's what they for, did. Luke that it it, the pacing and the intonation and all that kind of stuff seems off I didn't really think it was that bad there are a few lines in there that just seemed a little weird but overall I think they did a great job and it'll continue to get better here's what it is all right let's go for a walk and you can hear him like lifting him yeah the little foosh with the force as they're walking love the music I want to tell you about someone you remind me of a great deal. His name was Yoda. He was small like you, but his heart was huge and the force was strong in him. He once said to me, size matters not. That's how he talked. In riddles. He would speak in riddles. Have you heard anyone talk like that back home? Do you remember back home? Would you like to? Would you like to remember? And that's what that's where like it got a little weird, I think, with Luke and Grogu in this convert like Grogu is like you can tell he's he's looking down at the ground he's looking at the leaves blowing and he, he just doesn't want to remember home um but we get we get to that flashback which takes us back to order 66 and you see the 501st um executing Jedi 
in a temple. I don't know if it was the Jedi temple. I would assume it was because in Mando, they said he was rescued from the Jedi temple. But. Well, no, it, it would have to be because we, the, the clones are the 501st. So yeah, they, they so laid on siege. Coruscant. Yeah, they laid, si- yeah. laid siege to the temple. I would, I would assume so, that this is the same assault that we just in a different room than what, you know, mm-hmm. that we saw with, with uh, Vader on uh, Coruscant. Yeah, but it's just interesting, though, that he says, would you like to remember home? And where he remembers, and he's, what, 50 years old, I think, yeah. is what we've he is right now. He's 50 years old. The place that he remembers his home is the the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, not a plant in a different plant like where he's at now, or a swamp like where Yoda on Dagobah or some other like desert planet or anything like that. The place he remembers is the Jedi Temple as home. Which I just find very odd that that's what he he goes to, and especially if that's a, a traumatic experience for somebody, why would that be the place that you remember as your home and not wherever you were taken from, maybe originally, you know, at a happier time? But well, maybe um, he was just so young when he got taken that that's you know that's all he's got. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Is like maybe he just that's the only thing that he can remember. Um, or that was the first memory he's got is, hey, these these dudes killed my friends and I was snatched up. Um, you did make a, an interesting notice on the live stream on Friday night, too, in that Jedi temple. And I know Kyle doesn't want to hear it, <laughs> but you did make a very interesting notice of a, a little part of the wall had a very specific symbol on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a symbol on the wall that Wikipedia has labeled as the crest of Barris Afi. Very so, interesting. Which, it, yeah, I, I'd be it if the story was right. It would be fun that it's her, but I'm interested to see, you know, because at this, at the point of Order sixty six. She's in a jail cell somewhere, right? Like, yeah. So, I would just, I would just be real interested to know what what story they come up with, with for that, if that's the case. Yeah, I gotta yeah. think that we're gonna find out how he escaped, just because there's sh- if if you're not gonna tell us how he escaped, why start showing us Order sixty six stuff at all? I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. No good point. Well, take us further down the road here. Who? What happens after uh, after our initial conversation about Yoda with Grogu? Um, okay, so we go back to Din. Din's taking his nap on the on the bench, and he is startled away. Taking a nap um, by Ahsoka Tano. Oh, I did I not was, expect her. In this I did at all. not either, and obviously, I was happy to see her. Love the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh i've been, well we'll get there uh okay so you know she uh tells him she's an old friend of the family i'm sure a lot of people loved that line i did as well mm-hmm. um she had a, kind of a little smirk uh when she said it too um you know din says hey you said you weren't going to train Gro- grogu and she says well i'm not luke is you know master luke is and i think it's important that she says master luke too Mm-hmm. Um, although it doesn't actually necessarily mean 
that she considers him a Jedi master because she called Anakin master as well. So, but True. I saw people online saying like, oh, she's giving him the respect of saying he's a Jedi master. And I was like, well, not, not technically, but it's okay. I don't think it needs to be clarified one way or the other. Um, yeah. And then he says, well, what are you doing here? And she says, well, what are you doing here? And then he tells her that he's there to see Grogu. Um, and that, she, you know, she says, well, this is why R2 our, our brought you to me because, um, you know, you don't need to be messing with Grogu. <laughs> so, right. you know, she talks about how they're building the Jedi, temp- the Jedi Temple and that uh, Grogu is going to be the first student. Um, he asks how Grogu is doing. She says he's doing fine. Din really wants to see him. Um, and, uh, you know, then they go for a walk and I... Th- Mm-hmm. I think Here's you got what, some dialogue. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I had to break this up in two parts because the walk was actually a long walk. Yeah, and there's a lot of interesting dynamic going on here where she's, I, I've, this is my view of Ahsoka Tano at this point. She is like the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland. She's not there to help you, but she's not there to hurt you e- either. She's just there to pose questions and make you think about what you're doing. Essentially, the, like the Cheshire Cat in in Alice in Wonderland, just essentially played. I don't want to say played games with Alice, but certainly didn't help her at all. Um, he's, you know, you could go that way, or you could go that way, or you could just go this way, and like rolls his head around eight times. Um, you know, or even the caterpillar, because the caterpillar was kind of, you know, very riddle like, and I, I don't think she's trying to dictate one way or the other where somebody goes but i think she she's leaning she's leaning yes yeah totally totally here's um here's the first part of this conversation i warned you when we met your attachment to grogu would be difficult to let go of it was a mandalorian foundling in my care yeah buddy i just want to make sure he's safe there is no place in the galaxy more safe than here with luke (laughs) spoiler alert I don't understand why you're all right with Skywalker's decision to train the kid when you wouldn't. Because it was his choice. I don't control the wants of others. Then it's my choice to go and see him. Damn! Of course. If that is what you wish. All right. And again, are you doing this for Grogu? Or are you doing this for yourself? Good question. I just, I want to give him this. Why? So he will remember you? No. As a Mandalorian foundling, he should have this. It's his right. Uh, His voice is just, he's struggling to get the words out. Perhaps he has a Padawan now. And see, that's, that's what I'm saying. This is where... That subtle little maybe he's a Padawan now. She's, bra- she's trying to break that connection that he has, right? And and I it, don't get me wrong; it's not a malicious intent on Ahsoka's part, but she understands that if he wants to grow and become a Jedi, which he has to choose, essentially, and it should be his choice. He can't have that attachment to to Mando because she's seen what happens when attachment is involved and that's where it's like 
uh, she's just kind of kind of like trying to sever the ties and just basically like putting it in his head like, well, he's not a foundling anymore. Now he's a Padawan. And getting him like, oh, well, damn, I guess I should go. I guess I'll just leave. So but that was the first part uh, of that conversation. The second part, um, it basically concerns the armor that um, that Mando has left for Grogu. And here's here's that part. Well, either way, this armor will protect him. If you're set on it, then allow me to deliver it. She's doing him a solid there. I came all this way. He's right there. You can, like, see him up on the hill, training with Luke. Oh, that music. Rogan misses you a great deal. If he sees you, it will only make things more difficult for him. Make sure he's protected. And again, I, I kind of cut and sped up some of those long, dramatic pauses in there just for time's sake. But yeah, it's it's like parents dropping your kids off at college, man. Like you got to let them go and they got to learn and they got to grow. But it's hard. It doesn't make it any easier. You still love them, but they got to have they got to learn. They got to grow. Yeah, I, I just. Uh, it's it's frustrating. And I don't I don't think it's bad, but it's frustrating to watch people not learn the real lesson, especially like Ahsoka should know from her own experiences that the Jedi dogma had its shortcomings. And Mm -hmm. like the reality is, is it wasn't. It wasn't Anakin's attachment that caused what happened. It was his need and to hide his attachment that allowed him to obsess over it and be manipulated. Um, If it was just a regular relationship that he didn't have to hide and it was normal, I I don't think he would have been set up to fail like that. You know? Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. It's the Jedi's fault. Darn Jedi. Dang it. (laughs) You're Imperial. You don't like Jedi either. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, so after uh, their little walk, we go back to Luke and Grogu. And Grogu is in the backpack on Luke's back, which is awesome. Such a great callback. Um, And, you know, um, uh, what's... Oh, uh, so... And then Luke, you know, prompts him to, to jump. Uh, Grogu doesn't mm-hmm. want to do it. Um, he encourages him to bend down and you know feel the force flow through you. He tries again; it's not much better. Um, nope. And then he kind of uh, he takes Yoda's uh, you know phrase and says you know his version of "do or do not." There is no try because uh, mm-hmm. he says Grogu's trying too hard. Um, and then he puts it back in the backpack and he does the flips and all the stuff and it's very cool. It's a nice little mon- training montage there. Uh, when he's, it's cute to watch Grogu try to jump. Cause just like my little toddler trying to teach her to jump is like, don't get very high off the ground, <laughs> but this is what, this is what that conversation sounds like. All right. It's time to continue your training. 
He's like, oh, little coos. Whistles. Let's see you jump. When's he gonna talk? Really? Know. That's all you got? <laughs> talking, talking trash to him. Right. Bend down. Jump, and as you do, feel the force flow through you. You're trying too hard. Don't try. To do. Love it. Love it. Yeah, there was um that was lesson number 1 and there's um two other lessons. It's interesting because for me when I'm looking at this and I broke it down, I really put Luke's lessons into three lessons, which was also what he did in uh Rise of Skywalker, right? Or uh, not where is this guy? Um, Last Jedi, and he's training Ray, and he's like, "All right, three lessons. That's it. We start tomorrow morning, right?" And he basically tries to simplify it the same way that he is doing with with uh, with Grogu here. I don't know if anybody felt the same way, but that's kind of what I felt. Uh, his second lesson was again to your point, Josh, when he's going through the forest and the the montage with the flips and stuff. He goes and climbs up this bamboo tree. And uh, this was lesson number two. Look, the wide world exists in balance. Feel the force all around you. Music. Through the force. You will find balance as well. Get that French horn coming in there. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I was starting to get a little annoyed because Luke had been on screen for like 20 minutes. It felt like, and I still didn't hear Binary Sons yet. And I was like, "What are we doing here?" <laughs> you had to wait for the right moment. No, oh well, yeah, and then perfect. they they timed it good. I thought I felt like that them. Like up in the trees, like that was a little bit of an homage to like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon mm-hmm. when they're fighting in the trees. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, can I, can I, do you want me to wait till the end to give my Luke gripes or can I give them now in the middle of the lesson? Let's, let's go now. Okay. Let's do it now. So, one, I feel like. I understand people's gripes with the computer-generated vocals. I think, one, because it's not as authentic, and then, you know, two, because people are worried about, like, the implications for that sort of technology in the future. I'm sure that this had Mark's blessing, or it would if they asked him. I don't know. Um, (coughs) But I, I tell you what, with this portrayal of Luke, they got real lucky that on the way that he decided to act that character in Return of the Jedi. Because if he was a little bit more boisterous, they wouldn't have been able to do this. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just, I and I talked about this a little bit on the live stream, but I just, I, and I'm, this is, I'm not, this isn't like a not my Luke moment or, a, uh, you know, all the old men being cranky about Last <laughs> Jedi. Like not, it's this is not that kind of thing. But I just, I don't understand how... This guy who like never listened to the attachment piece 
of his training. He ran off to save his friends. He ran off to confront Vader. He his whole mm-hmm. thing was about redeeming his dad. He ran off. He you know he had a part and say he he went and saved Han and Luke. Like his attachments, his first person he trained was his sister. Like every person who uses the force in his that he's ever known in his life has been close to and cared about his dad, and that's the reason that they're training him mm-hmm. from obi-wan to yoda to ahsoka yeah how yep. are you now saying that attachment is not a part of life like in in Le- in expanded universe like luke flipped that on its head and he he said jedi can marry and and have families and and stuff and that's okay mm-hmm. and and most you know a lot of them did that including luke um it just it seems wild to me that he and, and i just I'll, I'll be okay with it but i want to know why what's what shifted what happened to him what did he learn like and I don't. The, I think the thing that I worry about is that there's not enough time in the storyline between we see him still caring about everybody else in his life to mm-hmm. you know that what we got like what like five years between. So like, what happened to him in that five years that he decided to be this stoic, you know, hermit living alone, dude? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. And I, I think it's, I think where he's at right now in his development, right? After beating Darth Vader and, and redeeming him and beating the emperor, Death Star's gone. Um, I think it, I think the thing is, is in his training <coughs> during that time, he never really learned or understood the attachment part. We all see it like, dude, you're running off to save Leia and Han, you're clearly attached to them because they're your friends, right? He himself didn't see it. And then I think later on when we get to, um, you know, I think when uh, after obviously what happens with Ben and he was holding on, he was attached to the Jedi Order and the things that were going on there and those beliefs, when we see him in last jedi and he's going nope i had to go off i gotta be a hermit i need to be alone i need to think some things out and he alienates himself from leia from the resistance from r2 3po anybody he's known in his life that's i think where he learned that and he was like no like i I now realize during this time i was attached to all these people I can't do that anymore. So he goes off and becomes a hermit. But then by the time he gets done with Ray and he realizes what he needs to do in facing Kylo, even as a a force ghost and kind of sacrificing himself to save his sister, that's when he realizes, no, it's not all of, and that's what I think Yoda was trying to tell him there was like, yeah, it's not totally a bad thing. Like, some attachment is good. Friends are good. It's the same thing Kanan was doing with with uh, Ezra. Like, dude, friends and family are important. That's what gives you a foundation of of who you are as a person. Um, that's what helps us stay on that path of good or 
uh, stray from that path of good and go- become evil is that how those other people influence our lives. And without those people at all, I think you you're you're destined to go down that path of of the dark side and you don't want to be there. And that's, I think what he gets in the end when he goes to see Leia before facing Kylo Ren, he's like, look, he's like, I get it now, man, you, you got to do what you got to do, but we're not seeing that here. We're seeing him still <clears throat> stuck on. No, you can't have attachments. The Jedi order or the Jedi way is this way, blah, blah, blah. That's just my, I think in the course of these movies and shows and that's where he is. And, and I'm sure a new show will come out five years from now and it'll have more in it and we're all going to be like, oh my God. I hope so. Changed again. Um, But yeah, so in this training we get to one more lesson with Grogu and that is the ever popular remote remote training droid uh, that we get in the third lesson. This is a training remote. It will test your reflexes. I love this. He like rolls it back to him. <laughs> no, that isn't how it works. Kid's like, I just want to play ball, man. This is how it works. <laughs> Rude that he didn't warn him he was going to shoot at him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, cool. Get back up. Always get back up. Love that. Get back up. Always get back up. Very good. Dodges that second one, and then he dodges the third, and then he's off and running. Like, I got this. I can do this. Um, but did, did Obi-Wan, did Obi-Wan give Luke a heads up? It was going to shoot at him. I mean, he was, had a saber out defending himself, but he didn't really say, Hey, it's going to shoot at you. Well, Luke's like Luke's implied, um, body language and stuff, uh, tells me that he had a better idea of what was about to happen than Grogu did, who thought it was a soccer ball three seconds earlier. (laughs) Very true, very true. But yeah, great scene. Love that line. Get back up. Always get back up. Take that one to heart, people. Yeah, and then we see him, um, you know, dodging it and dodging it and jumping from rock to rock. And then he he says enough of this, and he force ch- basically force chokes the thing. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> a little worrisome again. <laughs> and then that leads us to our first interaction between. Oh. Ahsoka and Luke. And this was, I think, something that a lot of people were waiting for for a long time. And th- yeah. You've taught him well. It's more like he's remembering that I'm actually teaching him anything. Sometimes the student guides the master. So true. The Mandalorian was here. As I told you, two share a strong bond, and you brought him a gift. Sometimes I wonder if his heart is in it. So much like your father. 
What should I do about him? Trust your instincts. music again. Right there, that boom. Oh. Will I see you again? Perhaps. Cliffhanger. May the force be with you. Get Ahsoka saying, "May the Force be with you again." Uh, yeah, and I love Grogu just so tired, taking a little nap on a rock in the middle of a pond because he's just exhausted. It's the cutest thing ever. Perfect place. You have that white noise from the water, and yeah, just rock you to sleep. So <clears throat> I will say, Ahsoka meeting Luke is something that I've always wanted. I think a lot of us have always wanted. Um, Never knew if we were actually going to see it, if it was actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it became obvious that it was after the end of the last season that it was they were inhibiting, uh, inhabiting the same space and time. So we knew that it could happen. So it wasn't like a shock. But yeah, um, I will say I do hope that we get to see a moment between them that is a little bit more fleshed out. Um, and maybe even in a moment between them that's prior to this one where it's like, I'm Ahsoka Tano. Uh, like the, b- just basically like him learning who she is, her learning that uh, Anakin had a son, like all of those, just those first moments, um, mm-hmm. the realizations that come, come with it, uh, I think would be really powerful, powerful and cool. I will and maybe finding out more about who his father was yeah. before he turned because Anakin prior to that was a, a great guy. Like, I mean, he tried to do everything right and, and toe that line, but he, you know, fell short when it came to the emperor just didn't have the, the strength to hold up mentally with Padme. Yeah. So you're right. Um, I will say I do like that they're treating that um, the, the I think the music cue is from a friend from season two. Uh, that's what the the track is called. Although I thought you've already done you did a little bit of Yoda's theme when they talked about Yoda. You did the forest theme when they were up on the trees with Luke. You should have done Ahsoka lives right here. You should have done mm. Ahsoka's theme. Yeah. Um, yep. But that's okay. I'm also music, partial, partial to that song. Yeah. But the music's been great Yeah, in, in this episode. It, the cues, when they chime in and all these parts in between dialogue are, are spot on. They hit you with the feels um, with all of these characters. And it's, uh, I mean, even at the end with Grogu and, and Luke, when we get there, just the musical cues behind this dialogue is is unbelievable. Yeah. All right, so Din, uh, we see Din leave in the distance, and Grogu notices, and I think and we're pretty sure that we we think he knows who that was. We don't mm-hmm. know for certain. He could have just been like, "Look, boss, the plane," you know. Uh, <laughs> Did you just drop a what is that Paradise Island or whatever? I think it's tattoo? Fantasy, fantasy Island. Fantasy Island with tattoo reference. Man, I thought I was the old one. <laughs> Hey, you knew what it was. I, I, I did. Wow, man. Holy crap. All right, continue. continue. All right. So now we're back in business. 
Din goes back to Tatooine, takes it into the hangar of Boba Fett's palace. Mm-hmm. Gets confronted by Kyle's favorite, a Gamorrean guard, and uh, says, I'm here to see Fennec Shan, or I'm here at the request of Fennec Shan. Um, and then we go to the 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 throne room where Shand has uh, Boba and Fennec Shand have everyone in the crew together and they're kind of going over uh, what's going on and making a plan. Um, and uh, this is also the first time we've seen Boba Fett in <laughs> two episodes, <laughs> almost two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then, da, da, da. oh, I did like that part too, where the the major domo was like, "Oh, it was just a scheduled vacation." Yeah, <laughs> when so they say that it he's was working a with scheduled the scheduled vacation, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and then uh, you know they said, "Okay, we got enforcers, we got the mods working out in the streets, but we don't have the numbers. We need foot soldiers." And so and then then. You know, tall, tall, dark, and handsome, and mysterious in the corner says, "I can help with that." You know, after just kind of sitting off on the side, and so then he flies off. Uh, now, at this point, did you know what where he was going? No, I I didn't know where he was going. I thought maybe he was going to find Bo or something like that. I didn't think he would go off to, I mean, we had talked about hypothetically him going to, to go see Cobb Vanth because he's on the same planet with him at this point. Yeah. And that's a, a logical place to go for help. But, um, I just thought it was funny that Fennec, when Din comes into the room and she introduces him, she says, thanks to him and Kersantan, we now have enough experienced muscle to act as enforcers. Like you got two dudes, like, they have a whole Pike army. Well, I'm and guessing she's counting herself and uh, Robert true. A. Fett as well. Roberto Fett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, we had speculated it could have been Cobb. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know. I thought it may have been Bo. Like, hey, maybe I can get some other additional Mandalorian help. And we yeah. can, you know, like, they do us a solid. We'll do them a solid the same way he was. Boba helped him and now he's helping Boba. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, before we'll say, uh, as a interesting misdirect, uh, I think he f- flies past the sand crawler that has, uh, the skull of a crate dragon as the, uh, hood ornament basically, which is wild. Uh, awesome. I wonder if anyone thought for a second that he was going to be recruiting Jawas. Uh, I didn't, but um, it's very. I, and it almost felt like they were like waving to him. Like, do they know? Are some of these the Jawas that helped with the ship? Maybe they know it's Din. I don't know. Um, I don't know. He's rehabbing I mean, maybe... all of his relationships. He likes droids now. He's kind of okay with Jawas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Maybe it was the the Jawas that helped build that ship, that's and that's how saying. they knew yeah. it. Like they were like, "Oh, hey, bro, what's up?" Well, who else know. has an N1 starfighter around these parts? Yeah, gotta be exactly. Exactly. Um, so, uh, and then he, so he goes to uh, Mos Pelgo, and he lands, and um, they they make it a point, and I think it just to set up the scene, they made made it a point to show him kind of flying low, like over the town, like being a little bit of a disruption. Um, and then uh, Dudley Do Right, uh, the 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 deputy, 
uh, comes oh, over and tells him, uh, "Red shirt, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you can't park there. You gotta park out on the sand flats." And he says, "I'm here for Cobb Vant," and uh, and he says, "I don't think you heard me, sucker." And uh, and then of uh, of course they they framed it right that you couldn't see Cobb walking up behind him. And uh, so Cobb, you know, says, oh, I'll take it from here and says the new guy's yeah. a little jumpy. Uh, they talk about the Starfighter for a second. Um, and then uh, there's a cute little remark about how, uh, you know, you know, Din remarks about Vance not having the hel- the armor. And then Vance says, well, where's where's the little guy? And, oh, they both have uh, they both lost something they care about. Yeah. Um, I was like, uh, you know, I guess, but one's a living thing. So, uh, yeah. Din offers to buy him a spots at Spotska, and uh, and they go in the cantina, um, and that's where Din asks Cobb for help, um, and the weak way, not minding his own business, <laughs> keeps uh, letting him know that hey, that's we don't want to do that. Oh, he also corrects him and lets him know that it's yeah. called Freetown now. It's Freetown now. L- lame, Freetown. lame name, if you ask me. But um, you know, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Din kind of keeps pushing, and you know, says, "I don't think you're the kind of guy that I didn't think you're the kind of guy that would you know stand down to bullies." And um, I love that line about like, well. You know, he says something like, oh, with that smile of yours, you can get away with anything. Or... Yeah. He says, see, that's what I like about you, Mando. That big smile of yours lets you get away with anything. And clearly Mando's got his helmet yeah. on and you can't see. It's, this, it's the same way they write Geode in the High Republic novels. Yeah. How he does these things, but in reality, you're just like, he's a rock. He's a Vintian. He doesn't do anything. He's he's just there. Um Claudia Gray actually... brings him to life in the most spectacular, hilarious oh, way. Oh, yes. Uh, it, and we're going to talk about the High Republic, um, the Fallen Star here soon. in a little bit soon. Not, We've not all finished it. No, no, no. But there, there is a line in there where uh, I think Geode is standing over somebody and it says it referent like he had the guy had just basically shot himself because a bullet ricochets off of Geode and hits him. And he falls dead, and then Geode's standing over him like a tombstone. <laughs> that was, it was like my favorite line in that book, I think. And I was like, this rock just walks up to the dead guy and just stands over him by his head. Like, yeah, I just killed you. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, we, I mean, we basically get like, uh, hey, uh, the, you know, we're just sm- little small town folk here. That's city, that sounds like city problems. You know, that's not, and mm-hmm. Din reminds them like, hey, if they're here, it's only a matter of time until it's your problem too, which actually felt like it mirrored the whole, like when, uh, Obi-Wan and, uh, and, uh, Qui-Gon were telling Boss yes. Nass that like, hey, you know, the Trade Federation is screwing with the new, uh, uh, Nubians. Yep. N- N- yep. Yeah. Um, Nabooans. N- yeah. Nubians, I don't think it is Nubian. Yeah. I, yeah. Either way. Um, I, you know, but that'll eventually affect you too because you're on the same planet. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. I'm getting a little long in the tooth here. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Vanth basically says, let me see what I can do. And, um, you know, he. Um, he'll get back to him or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. and then Vanth goes outside and says, gather everybody up. Um, 
and that it it's gonna it might be their problem after they hear what he's got to say. Well, and yeah. just in that oh. moment, in the distance, we see someone approaching, <coughs> and I actually. Even though I kind of called it like I was, this was one of my, this was a prediction I had. Um, I wasn't sure when we first see like a a brown blob in the distance who it was. Mm-hmm. But then obviously as he gets closer, it's like, well, there's only one dude in Star Wars that that uh, dresses like that. So, um, you know, see a lone figure with a hat approaching in the desert. And uh, you know what? Uh, the Dudley Do-Right is like, uh hey uh I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out here and help you and he's like get inside, um you know and you they need to go, be out here. go back and forth a little bit and um so not sure what your audio says but yeah this is uh this picks up right when uh, he first uh, when uh, the the cloaked low low brimmed hat figure uh, gets close enough to converse. He knows him. And who might he does be? his research. He just stands there. <laughs> Whatever fetters paying you will match. And all you've got to do is stay put and let things play out. Same hey, thing. The for sale. Same thing Boba did with sorry, other I didn't catch your groups. name. Still didn't tell him. Just looks up. I'd be careful where I was sticking my nose if I were you. Is that friendly advice or a threat? I love this line. Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Empire. <laughs> He's like, I'm you tell your spice runners Tatooine's closed for business. Level some truth on you here. This planet's seen enough violence. You should have never given up your armor. That line. Tatooine belongs to the Syndicate. As long as the spice keeps running, everyone will be left alone. Now, mind you, that's after he smoked the deputy, shot him like four times, uh, and he took out, he hit the marshal first. Yeah. He shot the marshal first in his arm and, or in like the shoulder, dropped him first and then turned and took out the deputy with like four shots because he knew. Well, he knows Co- he knows Cobb Banth is a threat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, I know I'm faster than this guy. I know I'm really faster than this guy. I'm gonna get him first, and then I'm gonna pop this guy. Yeah. And but I gotta leave Cobb alive to deliver the message. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, gotta leave Cobb alive to deliver the message. But yeah, um, yeah. But that line where he goes, "You never should have given up your armor." At that point, you can see it in Cobb Vance's face. He knows he's outgunned at that point. Versus what you what you see, I think, in the beginning with Cobb Vance and the four pikes, he knows he's better than those four. Yeah. But here, when he goes, wait, this guy knows my name. 
He knows I gave up the armor. He came in here. There's no starship. He has no backup, no nothing. This dude's just facing me one-on-one. I'm in trouble. And I, I think he realized that in that moment after he delivered that line, which was an epic line. Yeah. So, I mean, you basically, we basically ran through it there. Uh, <clears throat> Cad Bane, man, I, I was so excited to see him. I think yeah. he looked great. I know people were complaining. Uh, but you know what? I, I had a I had an epiphany, and it's as, it's as simple as this. We already said, I should say, we already said, hey, he's old. We looked it up. He's 71 years old. He's older than most people in his species even live to. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Cobb Van, or uh, Cad Bane looks like this in the Clone Wars, and then he looks a little bit different, a little bit weathered post Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi looks like this during the Clone Wars, and then in, when he's when we find him on Tatooine in A New Hope, he don't look the same. <laughs> looks a lot different. Yep. So, yep. Uh, you know, uh, if we're not upset about that, I don't think we can. We should be upset about Cobb Van or about Cad Bane. So yeah, yep, agreed. Um, all right, just a couple more things here in the synopsis. Um, so then we go back to so one. Now the pikes are a little bit scary because you yeah. got Cad Bane, and we've talked <laughs> about how they're not really that scary. And then they they said, hey, you know what? We're gonna do some more stuff to make sure you know that we're scary. Uh, we see two pike enforcers go into Garza Whips. Uh, cantina, the sanctuary. They sit at a table. They have a Camtono. A protocol droid comes over and offers them uh, some service. And then also the the, the two uh, Twi'lek staff come over to offer them a helmet cleaning. Uh, and they refuse everything. And then they walk out. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we get to what happened after they walk out, I want to note that I did not notice him on the first watch and then i purposely looked for max rebo on the second watch on the second didn't see him had no. the night off he was doing yeah. a gig he was doing a gig in moss Eisley that night you know he was on tour maybe who knows and uh he's not a house musician you know he's he's in high demand uh and then uh then we see they say oh you left your thing and then kaboom they blow mm-hmm. it up. And I was like, oh, this is like some terrorist shit. This is like, yeah. um, you know, and uh, and they also, you can tell that um, before it explodes too, that, that Garza is shook that they're there too. She looks mm-hmm. super concerned. Um, and it also, I think some people were thinking that uh, maybe Garza was either working with the Pikes or on someone else's, uh, on, on someone payroll. else's do- payroll. Thank you. And, uh, I think this proves that that's not the case. So, mm-hmm. and then last but not least, uh, after that, we return to the unnamed, uh, planet that Luke and Grogu are on. Um, do you want to hit your audio or do you want me to set the scene here? Yeah, let's, um, this is kind of what we talked about. We, we got into yeah, we talked about heavily. this a little bit already. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit already, and we talked to we went into this heavy on Friday night because this is where we get to those very dogmatic Jedi views and and how things should work um, when you're trying to become a Jedi. Uh, but this is the conversation that Luke has with Grogu. 
The Mandalorian wanted you to have this. His little, ba his little baby Mithril is so cute. But before you take it, he's like, Ooh, I will wait, give what? you a choice. This is a lightsaber. It belonged to my teacher, Master Yoda. And now, I'm offering it to you. But you may choose only one. If you choose the armor, you'll return to your friend, the Mandalorian. However, you will be giving into attachment to those that you love, and forsaking the way of the Jedi. But if you choose the lightsaber, you will be the first student in my academy, and I will train you to be a great Jedi. It will take you many years to master the ways of the Force, and you may never see the Mandalorian again. Because, Grogu, right a short time for you is a lifetime for someone else. Oh, yeah. That's the important part right there. And I, I think it would have been, you know, we go back to that first conversation where he's talking about Yoda to Grogu. It's, I, and, and maybe they, we just don't see it, but that's why I think it's important that he says, look, I've only met one other type of your species, one other person of your origin right because uh, he didn't meet i would assume he hadn't had never met yaddle no. at some point in there so yoda is the only type of that species that luke has ever met and to meet another one that is only 50 years old and you know luke and you know yoda is 900 when he dies he is going to outlive even the strongest jedi that can commune with the force to sustain their life for a longer period of time potentially Mando can't do that. So he knows he's like, look, like you're going to have to watch your friend get old and pass. And you're going to watch many friends through the course of your life, get old and pass. And I think that's a huge lesson that he tries to, to get, get across to Grogu. But again, going back to here, you can only pick one is very narrow minded, I guess. Is that the right choice of words? Maybe? Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's, it's hard to watch him say, all right, you got to pick this guy or me. We, we will both give you cool swanky stuff. Which one do you want to do? You can have both. <laughs> I, I don't know I why know. not. I mean, I know, I know. It's been, it's been proven before. Right. When we had tar. Well, that was my hope is that that's. That's how, um, like, Luke says, oh, you can't do both. Which one do you choose? He chooses Mando. He goes back to Mando. Mando's like, what the hell? You can totally mm -hmm. do both. This is bullshit. Um, and tells him about Tarvizla. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. We got a... Uh... We got one more episode. I don't think we're going to get all these questions answered in the one more episode. No. I don't even know if we're going to get this giant battle between the Pikes and Boba Fett resolved because 
I, and I'm hoping in episode seven we get, you know, the same the same amazing Boba that we got on Tython when he's coming to the aid of of Mando and Grogu when the when the Dark Troopers showed up. That's the Boba Fett I want to see full anger on display, full th- yeah weaponry on display. I think I can't remember the context, but someone tweeted something like. Uh, you know, oh, I just want Boba Fett to have like a really awesome action scene, and then it's like someone who worked on the show like quote tweeted them or responded to them and was like, um, "Well, just wait until the next episode or something like that." Yeah, um, yeah, would love to have that. So, uh, what a, what likes? I we we kind of went through all of our talking points as we went yeah. through the synopsis as far as the big questions go. But you know, if you really want to dive into the the stuff that we were talking about with choices. Pull up the live stream. Go watch that from Friday. Um, you know, I talked a little bit about Cat, Cobb Vanth, the beginning of the episode versus the end of, of the episode, a very different Cobb Vanth um, in a split second. Um, but uh, what are your, what were your, some of your likes, dislikes uh, of this week's episode? Um, Ahsoka and Luke together. Mm-hmm. Uh, live action Cad Bane. You know, we'd, we hadn't, we'd seen live action Duros, but not, live action Duros like really doing like anything. That. So yeah. I wasn't, you know, you never know what they're going to do. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it, like we've talked about all this and then the music cues, love the music cues. Yes. Um, phenomenal. And yeah. Oh, Hey, so to make this a full episode and to do what I always do, I'm going to go back to something, although this isn't as far back as normal. So it was <laughs> Tom, Martinek, who is an ILM senior lighting artist, and someone someone tweeted, "If I see a uh, if I see Boba get a cool action scene, I'll be satisfied." And he quote tweeted and said, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Looking forward to a tweet from you next week. Smiley face. So, nice. Yeah. Nah, I hope he knows what's going on. And like I said, Boba again on full display with weaponry doing his thing would be. Uh, Awesome. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing BK ripping some arms off uh, some pikes at the same time. That'd be pretty, pretty sweet, too. So, uh, you know, you're going to see Mando with his uh, whistling birds yeah, um, out there, which will decimate several pikes at one time. So I'm hoping for uh, for Bosk to show up for some reason. Oh, just another Dengar boss. Yeah, Dengar Schmengar. I want to see some IG eighty eight. Somebody show up with CAD. <laughs> IG eighty eight shows up and and he thinks it's IG eleven. Like, wait a minute, what happened? Um, what if it's or another a Clone Wars bounty hunter? I we talked about at the beginning of the show, Serapis. I just got that figure. If he shows up in this episode, I would flip. I'm not going to lie, you said that you up. said that name earlier and I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, oh, so Serapis, do you remember the episode where the bounty hunters kind of come together to save the villagers? Um Embo was in it, Serapis was in it. Serapis was the um uh Serapin uh, Serapin maybe Serapis. He's the the little small alien guy in the giant robot mech suit. He's a oh, really yeah. tiny little alien guy. Um, it kind of looked like Dobby a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm looking at him. I, I don't. Yeah, little, I don't remember this guy at all. Yeah, wow. he was in that episode. Um, and I'm, was that? I can't remember the other ones that were in there. But there was like three or four bounty hunters, and they come to the aid of a village that was getting 
basically attacked by separatist groups. And uh, it was just a cool figure that I, I really, really liked and wanted. But he ends up showing up in this. If Embo shows up in this, I'm going to freak out, man. Um, bringing in in Clone Wars bounty hunters with with Boba Fett and some of the new bounty hunters is just going to be epic. Absolutely epic. Um, you're right, though. Musical cues. Loved all of those. They were spot on. I... The live action uh, Cad Bane, just you can't get enough of that. I don't care. He was awesome. Um, that to be honest, I really appreciated the Jawa Sandcrawler with the hood ornament on it. It yeah. kind of brought me back to like an episode of like Pimp My Ride from MTV from like the late late. Yo, 90s, dog! I heard you like crate dragons. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Um, here, we're gonna slap a big one on the top of it. And it's going to look amazing. No, it does not look amazing at all. Did you know that um, like none of those cars lasted? Like all of the stuff that they put in them like was just for show and ended up like conking out on people real fast. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. I totally believe it. The minute you got that thing above like 35, the blender that you had in the back probably like fell over and broke to make your smoothies or whatever you were doing because you were a yoga instructor that had a terrible car and you needed to get back and forth. I don't know. Yo, dog, I heard you like smoothies. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was, um, yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of, I guess. But, uh, the big thing I did not like in this episode was making me worry about Garza Whip because, uh, I like me some Garza Whip, and if you got rid of her, I'm not going to be happy. Um, yeah, I thought she really like the the conversation with BK was really really good and to me that kind of established her as not just a small minor role character like this could be a potential player going forward yeah like you could go back to the same way that um that uh um what is his name in Mando serves um to Din he's like here here's your here's your next job um why can I not think of his name right now grief Grief, Karga, thank you. Yes. Um, he like she could have served as like a grief to Boba Fett or Fennec, right? Feeding him intel. Um, so killing her off, not cool, man. Um the deputy, red shirt guy. Um, the only thing I didn't like, it was almost a little too predictable as to what was gonna happen with him. Like as soon as you met him and he started mouthing off to 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 Mando, you were like, all right, this guy's gonna die. Yeah, but he was. I mean, he was just uh, a like the 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 physical embodiment of so many other Western tropes that they've done. So it, I did. It didn't bother me that it was kind of telegraphed because it was just like it was like anything else that they do to make it feel like a Western or a samurai film. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Yep. Overall, though, top to bottom, amazing episode. Two thumbs up. So much going on in this episode. I, it's just unbelievable. I We got so much good stuff in this. It, it's hard to imagine that there are people out there that complain about it. But we've got one more episode in this season of Book of Boba Fett. We've got one more Friday night live stream, 8.30, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. Come join us. Ask questions. Chime in with the group. Maybe we'll give something away. Maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, do, I like giving freebies away sometimes. I got some cool prizes around here too. So um, 
maybe maybe we'll see what happens so uh is there anything else you want to add before we uh wrap this up no Josh. i think i think we covered it yeah all right let's do this thing let's let's wrap it up and go yo you're all clear kid now let's blow this thing and go home Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed the breakdown of episode six of the book of Boba Fett. Uh, what was it? It was when a stranger... Crap. If from the desert comes a stranger. I was like, this is a long title. It was literally a Western title is, yeah. is what it sounds like. So um, from the desert comes a stranger. Amazing episode. Again, last one drops this Wednesday. Go watch it. Don't get on. So if you don't watch it, you know, and you don't want spoilers, don't get on social media. When you do get to watch it and you want to talk about it, the appropriate place is the Friday night live stream with us. You can spoiler away because everybody on there has already watched the episode. So at least that's the intent anyway. So spoiler spoilers be damned. Come join us. Have some fun. Talk some Book of Boba Fett. We'll have special guests on again this week uh, as we have all week. They've been great guests. And uh, we hope to have a good time. You can catch the podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, Outer and Beacon, Spotify, I don't even know where. Spotify, iTunes, all the stuff. Um, you can go to YouTube. All of the audio should be up there, along with the live streams. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at IamTheBendu. Where can they find you at? This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Venmo at Battle of Tanab. And if you're uh, you know looking for some groovy emo tunes, you can check out my band, former critics there you go um maggie and kyle couldn't be with us tonight but you know they're with us in spirit much like josh's garza flip uh video <laughs> from friday night they're here with us in spirit uh i'll be everybody missing, i'll be missing you <laughs> it was amazing it was it was epic go watch it it was hilarious and it's towards the, the front of that show so uh you will get a, a nice pleasant surprise towards the beginning but as always, have a great week, and may the Force be with you. Always. Like a bantha. Hey, look, everyone, it's Mando! Take care, everybody. What's that I didn't catch your name?